0: ¡Suscríbete better.
1: Again, today's health update, Roy Williams is who I am, the guru of good health, the superintendent of supplementation, hoping you're having a wonderful day. Uh, You know, my goal has always been to help make America healthy one person at a time. And we're going to strive to do that, not only uh, physically, but mentally, uh, spiritually. That's what today's all about. This is Monday, so I'm going to be teaching Monday school. Uh, It's time for an old-fashioned uh, teaching from the Bible. Uh, our, our churches, I'm afraid, have uh, got off into man's traditions. What do you mean by that, Roy? Well, read it. It's in the Bible. Uh, I challenge you. Get you a Strong's Concordance and look up traditions of man. What they do is they, uh, they make void the Word of God. Uh, they actually just pick a, a verse here and a verse there, uh, maybe a couple of verses here, a couple of verses there, and they'll read those verses and then they'll wander off into what they think is right or wrong uh... when in reality that doesn't even matter the only thing that matters is what god thinks is right or wrong Okay? and for those of you that's watching youtube uh... you know you're gonna be learning a lot and i want you to share this with other people uh... that's what keeps this program going you know uh, my parent company, Nutritional Healthcare, which I started in 1999, my wife and I did, uh, and let me tell you something, it has grown and spread. We're now uh, all over the United States and absolutely every state in the United States, and we're uh, now into 11 other countries that we ship our product. And you know how that happened? was word of mouth. Well, that's what's happening to Monday school. Uh, Monday school started, for those of you that are new, Uh, I used to teach Sunday school in church. And then COVID hit, and our church uh, made a big mistake, in my opinion, and shut down. I mean, I thought that was horrible. They put their faith in man and science instead of God. And, uh, you know, I had to have faith that God would take care of us. And and I I was, uh, you know, I was a a deacon. I, I voted not to shut the church down, but the rest of them voted the other way. And as a result of that, I said, well, my Sunday school class still needs to hear uh, God's Word, so I started teaching uh, what we call uh, you know, Monday School on my radio show. I give the first day every week to the Word of God because the Bible makes it plain. And let me tell you something, if God says it, you can count on it. Everything He said would happen in the Old Testament through the prophets has happened except the final stage. And by the way, we are in those final days. You better be paying attention and and thinking about uh, which side you're going to be on. But back to man's traditions. Uh, you know, uh, they, the preachers today are teaching man's traditions, uh, things like the rapture theory, which is not biblical. You cannot find rapture in the Word of God. Uh, they're teaching uh, what they think is right and wrong, and even some of, them, some of the churches today are involved in political correctness. How evil is that? That's man's traditions, folks. If it's not in the Word of God, I wouldn't be studying it, and I definitely wouldn't be worshiping it if it's not in the Word of God. So I teach straight from the Bible, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, and I've had uh, so many people now respond to me and say, holy smoke, for the first time in my life, I'm beginning to understand uh, the Word of God. I taught Genesis way back. Uh, And people didn't realize that there's, you know, there's the first, the second, and the third earth age. Uh, They are there. Uh, The first, second, and third earth age is real. There's absolutely no doubt about it. Uh, So with that in mind, uh, in understanding that not knowing about the first, second, and third earth age, and that we're now in the second earth age, we call it the flesh age, Uh, If you aren't prepared, you're liable to fall into man's traditions and you're liable to end up following Satan. And that's not healthy. (laughs) You know if you read the book of the book, What Happens to Satan, you don't want to go there. Or at least you should not want to go there. However, I have learned over the years that there are people that uh, I believe they'd rather go with Satan to hell as they had to worship God. And if that's what you choose, uh, have a good trip. I'm all about it. Uh, I'm not going to be in that boat with you. (laughs) I choose to believe in God. Uh, He's never failed me. He never failed uh, his own people. They failed him a whole lot. But uh, the the Hebrew, the Israeli people, whatever you want to call them, uh, the chosen ones, they never failed God. And we're not going to this time. Uh, But you need to be ready for the end times because they're upon us. And the way you can be prepared for the end is to know the Word of God. So over the next few uh, months and weeks and years to come, I'm going to teach the Word of God so you'll be prepared. Why? Because Jesus told us in the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32, that the truth will set you free. Well, if you believe that, then remember the opposite. The lies that you're believing are holding you in bondage, and they'll continue to do so. If you're going to follow along, I recommend you get a King James Version of the Bible. That's what I read from. Uh, Not the new standard one, not that one. I'm talking about the actual King James Version. Uh, And I'm going to be teaching from Proverbs. I've I've got to chapter 24, verse 14. And I'm going through it chapter by chapter, verse by verse, uh, to teach you so you can know what God's Word really says. There's a lot of interesting uh, ways to look at it, but I'm going to give you one quick one. Uh, You know, uh, in Proverbs earlier on in in the book, it says uh, that, you know, uh, the, uh, the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Uh, if, you, if you took that literally, it would make you want to be scared of God. I don't think that's correct. I looked it up in Hebrew, and you know what fear meant in the ad- original Hebrew language? It meant reverence. If you'll have reverence for God, if you'll have reverence or love for Almighty God, because He loves you. He's going to protect you. going to take care of you as long as you love Him. Okay? Just love your Father in Heaven and He will take care of you. I promise you uh, He can do some amazing things in your life uh, if you just you know, go along with His Word. So let's get into His Word now and help you to understand because uh, it makes a lot of difference between fearing God and having reverence for God, uh, which would give you uh, understanding and wisdom. Okay. Uh, Proverbs chapter twenty four verse fourteen is where I'm beginning today. It's where I ended last time, uh, so let's go there and let's uh, read it straight from the King James version. That verse says, "Show, I'm sorry. So shall the knowledge of wisdom be unto thy soul when thou hast found it. Then there shall be a reward, and thy expectation shall not be cut off." Uh, you know, if you sit down and really think about that verse of scripture, modern English will help you to understand it. So here we go. Modern English that would read. And I'm talking now, I don't change what the Word of God says. I never do that. I'm just breaking it down into a modern English so you'll understand exactly what that verse of scripture, uh, what the prophet that wrote it was trying to get across to us, okay? Modern English, it would say, so, so will the understanding of wisdom be to yourself. That's who you are, okay? When it's talking about the soul, remember the soul is your is who you are. That's who God made you to be, it says, when you really find it, then you will have posterity, and your hope will not be lost. Uh, that, you know, we don't want your hope to be lost. A lot of people today say they don't understand the word of God. Once you begin to figure out what the word of God really says and understand it, that it's complete, that there's no flaws in it that God didn't make any mistakes, uh, that he's, uh, he's doing His part, uh, and it'll start to come together for you like pieces of a puzzle. Remember this, the pieces will fit when you study to show yourself approved, and that's what I'm asking you to do. Uh, actually, uh, the Bible asks you to do that, study to show yourself approved. Verse 15, Lay not wait, O wicked man, Against the dwelling of the righteous spoil not his dwelling place. It's giving you a warning here. It's telling you what not to do. So let's read it in modern English. Don't make plans, you wicked people. That's people who don't believe in God. That's who, people who, who basically don't want nothing to do with God. You know some of those people. You start talking about the Bible, they almost run from you. To finish that verse, it says, Against the house of the innocent. Uh, You know, don't you dare try to destroy the living place, the dwelling place, the habitat of the innocent. Okay? Just don't do it. Uh, The righteous people, once it's trying to do right, leave them alone or or you're going to have to pay the price to Almighty God. Verse 16, For a just man, a just man falleth seven times, this is the King James Version, and riseth up again but the wicked shall fall into mischief. <clears throat> That's a warning. Modern English should read that. <clears throat> Excuse me. For even if the righteous get knocked down many times, <clears throat> if you get knocked down many times and you're trying to live according to God's will, what happens? For even if the righteous get knocked down many times, they will overcome, but the guilty will fall into what? Adversity. You've seen it before. People who live against God's will, people who break the law, especially the law of God, uh, they always got problems. They always got adversity. And that's just a fact of life. 17, King James Version. Rejoice not when thine enemy falleth, and let not thine heart be glad when he stumbleth. Uh, Here it is again, a warning. Modern English. Don't be so glad because your enemy is cast down or get excited when they are punished. Why? <clears throat> well, let's go to verse 18. <clears throat> Lest the Lord see it, and it displease Him, and He turn away His wrath from Him. Now, let's read that in modern English, okay? The Lord knows your thoughts, which may make Him unhappy, and He turn His anger from your enemy. <clears throat> you don't want to do that. We should not get happy <clears throat> when our when our enemy falls, <clears throat> excuse me. That don't mean uh, that we shouldn't be pleased uh, that our enemy is found guilty when they're when they're guilty. But don't you go out and celebrate that? Don't celebrate some other man's uh, grievances or whatever. You know, don't do that. Nineteen. Fret not thyself because of evil men. Neither be thou envious at the wicked. I know sometimes when I was growing up, I'd think, how come the drug dealers and the drunkards and the uh, the adulterers are st- getting ahead in life? And they You know, I've seen drug dealers have these big fancy cars and money cash going everywhere. And I was struggling to pay my bills. What does this verse say again? Fret not thyself because of evil men, because of how successful they look, neither be thou envious at the wicked. Now, I'm going to read that in modern English do not worry about evil men or become envious of their accomplishments don't do it god's keeping score he always has he always will verse twenty it goes on in the same thing for there shall be no reward to the evil man the candle of the wicked shall be put out let's read that in modern english for they will be punished the life of evil people will be snuffed out you don't have to worry about that You shouldn't spend time worrying about that. Uh, it's, It's not on you, it's on God. He's the one keeping score. 21, My son, fear thou the Lord and the King, and meddle not with them that are given to change. Now, let's read that in modern English, because remember, sometimes fear, and sometimes in the Bible fear means fear, to tremble, to be scared. Sometimes it means to show respect. So let's look at it a different way here. Uh, Actually, not a different way, but the way it was written in the Hebrew. Modern English would read this way. Children, respect the Lord and those he puts in power. Remember, all people in power are put there by God. We think we elect the officers, the people, but we don't. God puts them there. And don't join with those who are double-minded. You can't trust a double-minded person. Uh, They're here one day and somewhere else the next. They'll tell you a a lie today and then stand on it as truth tomorrow. Don't get involved with them, but don't you worry about when they get ahead. Don't you do that. Uh, So do as it says, children, respect the Lord and those he puts in power. Now, if you've got an evil person that you know God didn't put in power there, they don't deserve your respect. There's a different thing. And don't join with those who are double-minded. That's what you'd be doing if you joined in and says, well, God must have put him there, he's in power. Not necessarily, okay? But you know when God puts them in power, they are good people, and they treat people right, they're fair, and they're righteous, okay? 22, King James Version, for their calamity, speaking about these same people, uh, shall rise suddenly, and who knoweth the ruin of them both? Okay, let's read that in modern English. For their destruction shall come suddenly, and who knows the misfortune of them? I'll tell you who knows. God knows. And he is keeping a record. And He don't. you can't hide anything from him. 23. These things also belong to the wise. Now we're kind of changing the subject here. It is not good to have respect of persons in judgment. Now what does that mean, persons in judgment? Let's read it in modern English. These things also belong to those who have reverence of the one true God. There it is again, reverence of the one true God. It is not good to make a a respectful appearance for those deserving judgment. In other words, don't you take the side of someone who's, who's in judgment, who's getting sentenced because they were caught red-handed doing something they shouldn't do. Don't you go in there and try to rescue them. Makes me sick when you have these preachers go up there and have candlelight vigils uh, for some person on death row that they know uh, either murdered somebody, cold-blooded murdered them, or, or raped some woman or, or a child. Good grief. Uh, you know, the Bible makes it plain. You send them to me. I'll judge them. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen when that murderer, let's say a man murders a 12-year-old girl. Rapes and murders her. caught. They, they proved he did it. Uh, God says, send them to me. That means sentence them to death, send them to me, and then he'll judge them. You know who's going to be standing there when he's judged them? The person they did that to. You need to think this through, folks. God is in control. 24:24, King James Version. He that saith unto the wicked, Thou art righteous. Him shall the people curse. Nations shall abhor him. Let's read that in modern English. In other words, those that say to the ungodly, You are upright. The people will blaspheme, and other nations will become angry with them. Listen to me, folks. Uh, <clears throat> don't you dare take the side of ungodly people. Even if it's going to make you wealthy, don't you do it. And don't you go to their rescue, because people will hate you. Uh, people don't want to have any part of, of that kind of disrespect. You've got to put people in their place, and when they do evil things, we got to start holding them accountable. Twenty-five. But to them that rebuke him shall be delight. Talking about these evil people. To those that rebuke him shall be delight, and a a good blessing shall come up on them. Modern English. But for those that punish the wicked, uh, comes favor with many blessings bestowed on them. Okay. Uh, verse twenty-six. Every man shall kiss his lips that giveth a right answer." Now that's a little hard to understand. I think Modern English will help it a little bit. All people will be touched by the language of those who are honest when they speak. Who? All people will be touched by the language of those who are honest when they speak. That's really what that verse says Uh, in Modern English. 27. Prepare thy work without and make it fit for thyself in the field, and afterwards build thine house." What does it mean? Prepare thy work without. Well, let's read it in modern English. Get the outdoor work done first. All right. Get your fields ready for planting. After that, start building your house. Let's get things in the right order. That's one thing about God. He likes order. He likes law and order. He likes His law. He likes His order. And he's teaching us how to be a part of it, be a part of it. Verse 28, King James. Be not a witness against thy neighbor without cause, and deceive not with thy lips. What does it mean, witness against thy neighbor without cause? Let's read it in modern English. Do not testify against your neighbor without good reason, okay? And do not twist the truth with your words. That's what it means. Deceive not with thy lips. That means don't you twist the truth with your words. Uh, that's just deceit. And God knows, I'm telling you, He knows what's going on. Twenty nine. Say not, I will. De- I will do so to him as he hath done to me. I will render to a man, to the man according to his work. In other words, I'm going to get back at him. I'm going to. He's going to pay the price. In other words, that's me saying I'm going to pay somebody back for what they did to somebody I care about or what they did to me. The Bible don't tell you to do that. You're not the judge. Uh, so what does that say in modern English? Do not say, I will treat them the way they have treated me. I will pay them back for what they have done. Please don't do that. Verse 30. Hey, this is a good instruction here and it's kind of pointing you uh, toward a different subject. He says in Verse 30. <coughs> He says, I went by the field of the slothful and by the vineyard of the man void of understanding. What does slothful mean? Well, it means lazy. So let's read it in modern English. I passed the field of the lazy and by the vineyard of a person without understanding. In other words, he said, I I went by it. I could tell by looking. I could tell by looking that they were lazy and without understanding. That's what he's saying. 31. And lo, what did he see? And lo, it was all grown over with thorns, and nettles had covered the face thereof, and the stone wall thereof was broken down. Modern English. And behold, it was covered with briars, and weeds had taken over the opening, and the stone wall was crumbling down. Like I said, he could tell by looking at it. He could tell by looking at it uh, that it was, uh, it was a lazy person. 32. What does he go on to say? Then I saw and considered it well... I looked up on it and received instruction. Modern English. In other words, then I noticed and considered the situation. I studied it and gained knowledge. Hey, you you stay lazy, that's what's going to happen to you. And he finishes it with verse 33. He says, yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep, Now, I'm going to go on and read 34 also in in King James. So shall thy poverty come as one that travaileth and thy want as an armed man. In other words, you sleep a little, you stay lazy. Let's read it in modern English. Too much sleep, take another nap, kick back for more sleep. What happens? Verse 34, modern English, before you know it, poverty shows up like an unexpected traveler, and everything is gone as if you were robbed. You did it to yourself. It was like a thief come in and took it all. We can go on into chapter 25, verse 1, and keep learning. I hope you're learning. I hope you're understanding God's Word. And remember, start with wisdom, where it gives you the King James Version, and in modern English, is coming out in the near future, and you'll be able to get it. Uh, and we'll t- tell you when it's time how to order that if you'd like to have a copy of it. Proverbs 25.1, uh, it says, These are also proverbs of Solomon, which the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah, copied out. That's easy in modern English. These are even more proverbs of Solomon, which were written by the, man of, of Hezekiah, the men of Hezekiah, king of Judah. Verse 2, It is the glory of God to conceal a thing, but the honor of kings is to search out a matter. In other words, modern English would say it is honorable for God to conceal the thing, but a honorable king will search for the facts. Uh, Do we have leaders today that do that, or do we just have leaders today that uh, live ungodly lives and act like fools and do things that we know they shouldn't do and set bad examples for our children? You know that's what's going on. They're going against God's word. Verse 3. The heaven for height and the earth for depth and the heart of kings is unsearchable. Modern English. Look to the heaven for height. It's way up there, folks. And the earth for depth. Can you find the middle of it? And the minds of kings cannot be figured out. You know why? Because those kings were put in there by God and a lot of times uh, God's the one pulling, pushing their buttons, uh, pointing them in the direction he wants them to go. Verse 4. Take away the dross from silver, and there shall come forth a vessel for the finer. Modern English. Remove the dross from silver and discover an article uh, fit for the silversmith. Something you can work with. It's pure. All the impurities have been taken out of it. Verse 5. Take away the wicked from before the king. See how this compares to the silver? Take away the wicked uh, from before the king and his throne shall be established in righteousness. Modern English. Stop the ungodly from having access to the prudent, and their leadership will be established through justice. You're looking for leaders that are godly, that know right from wrong, and that are not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Verse 6. Put not forth thyself in the presence of the king, and stand not in the place of great men. In other words, do not speak highly of yourself in the presence of the leader, and do not stand in the possession with the elite. Okay? You want to be careful there. Why? For better it is that it be said unto thee, come up hither, than that thou shouldest be put lower in the presence of the prince whom thine eyes have seen. Modern English would say, it is better for you to hear, come up, come up to a prestigious seat than in the presence of the official to be moved to a lesser position with everyone watching. Can you imagine everyone was watching and they moved you to a lesser seat? We're gonna stop right there. We'll begin with verse eight next week. Thank you for listening to today's health update and the word of God. And of course, remember, we are into 2024. It's an important year, a lot of roller coaster rides. Be prepared and the best way you can be prepared is knowing the word of God. So let's magnify the Lord. Now you
2: know why today's health update is called The Fastest 30 Minutes on the Radio. Making the right decisions becomes so much easier when you know the truth. If you would like to know more about products, call 256-757-0660. Visit Herbs & More in Athens or NHC Herb Shop in Killen or visit our website at www. NHCHERBS.com. If you would like to hear a show again or share it with someone, go to Herbs and More Athens Facebook page and scroll down to Roy's picture. The shows are uploaded daily. Or go to Podbean on your computer or phone and type NHC19. That's NHC19 in the search bar and scroll down to find the title you wish to listen to. This is Andy Black. Thank you again for listening to today's Health Update.